Black Culture Podcast. I'm joined by Danny. Dan, what's going on, bro? You good? Not much, aren't you? I'm good, and I'm especially good today because we'll be starting our Serie A Fantasy League tomorrow or maybe Saturday. Um, in the next two days, we'll, we'll be starting it. Uh, run your friends over there at Serie A Fantasy site. And, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll invite all of you guys in if you'd like to join. Um, I've never done a Serie A Fantasy before. I've started one, but just never like, kept up with it a long time ago. But, um, yeah, this one will definitely be keeping up with it throughout the whole year. And we'd love to have you guys join. So once we get that all sorted out, you'll know about it on our social media, at TikTokCultural, everywhere, on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And we'll put it on our story. We'll probably make a post about it as well. And, yeah, we'll invite all of you guys to put the link in our bio to join the league once it is created. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see who can win. Maybe there might be a prize at the end of the year for whoever does win. We'll see. And, uh, yeah, just make sure to join if you're interested once we get it all sorted out. Uh, yeah, but now getting back into the podcast, Dan, we got some transfer news to talk about. Um, today will be a quicker kind of podcast because um, all of the, you know, the good stuff we did in the last podcast with Lukaku, uh, Dilit leaving, Bala de Roma, all the big moves that happened. Uh, this podcast will be more of the minor moves, although there are some big ones. Um, Kim will be talked about um, replacing uh, Kuibali. I'm sure Dan will get into that one. Uh, Raspadori being linked to Napoli and Juventus, kind of a tug of war between the two. Um, well, there went out into Roma, uh, that'd be talked about. Maybe Belotti to Roma, it's looking like a Scamacca to West Ham, which we still didn't talk about. Um, I think that's an interesting one. And, uh, this name is going to be tough to pronounce. Uh, I searched it up on YouTube before the pod. <laughs> and, uh, I'll try my best right now. Charles de Quetelat. That, that's how I heard it, on pronunciation. Um, you can call him CDK throughout the podcast, Dan, if you want. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, from what I heard, it's pronounced Charles de Quetelet. So, I think yeah. that's his actual pronunciation. We'll so just call him Charles. Appreciate. Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, probably, yeah. he'll probably get, like, a nickname in Milan uh, by the definitely. time. Yeah, I'm sure I'll have one soon as soon as he starts playing. And uh, I hope he does because I, I can't keep calling him by his full name uh, for as long as he's on Milan and stuff. Uh, and, yeah, I guess we'll start off with him. Um, it was a move that happened. Uh, recently, although it's been in the works for quite some time now, form of longer transfers we've seen this summer. There's been a couple of drawn-out ones we've seen, but uh, this one's probably been the longest one in the making. Um, he's a talent. He came from Club Rouge. Um, I honestly didn't know much about him. I know he had Champions League experience. I know he's skilled. I've seen some videos of him. Um, I don't want to lie and say I'm a, you know, a CDK uh, enthusiast by any chance. You know, I'm not a fully aware of what he's capable of. Um, what I do know is, though, he looks talented from what I've seen, and um, Milan are betting on this guy. A lot of fans are excited, and, you know, it's all it goes one or two ways, kind of like the Gabi Goal scenario with uh, Inter when he came in, a lot of hype around him, and then he obviously didn't do well. But um, we'll see, you know. Uh, sometimes it is worth a risk, taking someone from a smaller club and banking on them becoming even better and playing for a big club like Milan and, you know, not succumbing to the pressure of playing for a big club and thriving. And he could be one of those guys. I don't know yet. But he seems to be happy to join the club. I've seen some pictures of him as a kid. Um, I saw a black and red jersey. I'm not sure if that was like a Club Rouge one or 
a Milan one as a kid, but uh, either or, it um, seems like he's always been wearing a black and red for some time now, so it's good to see um, a good story. And uh, yeah, like my knowledge of Club Bruges is about zero. Uh, all I know is I watch it for Tejan Buchanan as a Canadian, so sometimes if I see the games on, I might put on a stream or whatever, but I mean, CVK haven't been very aware of him until he was linked to Milan. But, um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what he can do. Hopefully, you know, he's exciting. Uh, maybe he can help out Leal and uh, create some magic for Milan. And uh, we'll see what's going to happen with him. A lot of question marks around him, but it's exciting times if you're a Milan fan. And uh, let's see if he pays off. Dan, what do you think about the whole move? Yeah, I just think he's, uh, like you said, he's a very talented uh, player indeed. Uh, he was probably the best product to come out of. Uh, Belgium since maybe the likes of Hazard, Kevin De Bruyne. He's he's played uh, I think a few games for Belgium as well. I think I I don't know the exact amount of games, but he's has international experience. Uh, he's played in Champions League. He's a very talented player. Um, I feel like Milan fans should get excited. Um, kind of reminds me of the way he plays. He kind of can create a lot of chances, especially playing as like a number ten, playing on the left. He can play on the right, so he can play a lot of positions for Milan um, whenever, say, for example, maybe they want to slot him in behind uh, Giroud, play him in behind, maybe on the right side of, say, a front three. Uh, but I think, um, sorry, I think he will, like, have an impact of Milan. I don't know about this season, but I think maybe down the line, uh, I think he will have uh, a big impact for Milan, I think he's going to be a productive player. Just the price tag for him. Uh, I know Milan fans; they paid the, they paid good. They, uh, Milan paid good money for him, and I think um, they got to be patient with him. Uh, first year is always going to be the toughest year for a player, especially coming into a new league, coming into a new language. You could say so. You got to be patient with him the first year. Lamb settle in, and if he creates maybe even say five to ten goals, like goal contributions. You take that because then next season you probably know he'll take that next step up. Uh, so I feel like you just got to be patient from this year, but he's a great player uh, to have down the line. And he's got a lot of potential to become like a world-class player. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it does for the sake of the league. Obviously, you know, as Roma Napoli fans, we don't want him to become a great player because they're going to affect our team's ability to do well. But um for the sake of the city, yeah, you know, it'd be good to have uh, like a Kevin De Bruyne, like Danny was saying, if you can end up being one of those players and uh, becoming a star. Um, usually those people tend to leave the league after when they do become that good, so hopefully that wouldn't happen um, in this case, but uh, we'll see what happens with them. And yeah, I think the fans should be excited. It's always fun to get a product like this uh, on your team and uh, see what they can become and see them grow. So, and yeah, like, also like Dan said, the first year is always going to be tough. Um, every player says it, you know, like Tim Abraham talked about it. Um, and I'm sure many other players in the league, uh, once they left or once they joined, they talk about how tactical the Serie A is. It's very, very, very tactical. There's very, a lot of, there's a lot of, how do you say it? It's like a lot of little minute details that you study in training that maybe in other leagues you won't study and it's more free flowing where in Serie A, yeah. you know, managers really want you to be very tactical and, precise and do what they want it's to like, do. It's, it's kind of like exact, practicing exact like, role. Chess, like for chess. Yeah, like, for chess, sure, yeah, it's like, like kind of like practice like chess. Like it's 
you know when players go to the Prem, it's easier for them to probably adapt to the Prem than to Syria. Uh, like, I know it's a hard debate, uh, but it's a lot easier for them to adapt to the Prem than, say, Syria because of just the way certain leagues are played. Um, yeah. Like for the Catular, I know the Belgium League, like, I'm not going to say I know this 100%, but from from what I've seen, it's a little... It's a little, it's a good, it's a little bit of, about scrappy football and a lot of um, good plays, good link ups. But I think he'll fit in perfectly. Maybe year two, year three, you can see a lot more of his potential just because of just again, he's coming into a new league, he's coming into a new country. Uh, he's got to learn the language, he's got to learn how to communicate, and it also helps too. I know. That it's not it doesn't make the big impact because he's not like a big impact player, but he's a player that can help Milan. It's good that he's got a connection with Salamakers too. They're both Belgium, uh, yeah. so Salamakers could teach him like just tips on the league. Um, I I think someone else might be have maybe has a connection with that, but uh, Salamakers can help him take him on his way and just get him like used to the league, get him used to like some words, help him out. Uh, so that's okay. That's good to um, have too. And he's just again like he he's gonna adjust because he's a talented player. And I feel like, especially with guys like Juru there, uh, Ibra there, like just guys that they've done it all, they can communicate with him. I feel like those guys will help him uh, adjust to the league. And I feel like he will have an impact maybe year two and year three. But year one, um, if you're a Milan fan, I would just. Be, like let him ease into the year. Don't judge him just quite yet, because the first year you should never judge a player, because it's always the hard, the hardest year for them to adjust to a new system as well. Yeah, no, well said, then. And yeah, I mean, we'll see what he can do. And uh, like I said a few times now, hopefully, for Milan fans and for the sake of the Serie A, he becomes one of those De Bruyne's and uh, can really uh, become a superstar. Um, now moving on, Napoli's Mercato. There's finally some movement going on. I know last podcast we didn't get to talk about Napoli too much because there wasn't much going on at the time. But now it seems like they got their Koulibaly replacement in Kim. If you don't want to come a Koulibaly replacement, you know, he didn't really have a replacement. To be honest, it's hard to replace someone like that. But he is another center back that will be coming in uh, to start for Napoli. So um, that's exciting for Napoli fans. Also, this whole Meret and Kepa situation, um, Meret seems to be going to Spezia um, as long as, you know, Kepa comes in to, uh, you know, start for Napoli, which would be great for Napoli, young keeper. Um, I know young keepers usually take longer. Well, not young keepers, but goalkeepers in general take longer to um, find their form and, you know, find out who they are as a goalkeeper. So, um, you know, he got judged a lot when he was young. Uh, you know, big move, won in Chelsea and then struggled there, but um, goalkeepers usually do take longer, like, like center backs. It takes time to, you know, find who they are. And, uh, maybe he, Kepa can find who he is at Napoli and become a great keeper for them. But yeah, Minette, um, maybe going to Spezia. I think it's great for Napoli fans, in my opinion. I'm not sure, to be honest. Like, I'm sure Dan knows, obviously, how Napoli fans feel about Minette. I know me personally. If I had to put myself in a Napoli fan's shoes, I'd have a heart attack every game if that guy's my like, go-to starter. Like, uh, I don't, when I watch Meret, I'm not a Napoli fan, and I get nervous. So I can only imagine that guy had to start the whole year. So I think Kepa is a a big upgrade. I think many keepers would be a big upgrade over Meret. Um, and yeah, Raspadori, uh, 
I guess just some quick insight on it. Um, we found an agreement of Napoli about maybe, I don't know, five days ago or so. And, um, Napoli offered 30 million or 31 million, one of the two, to Sassuolo. Um, they didn't accept it yet. And we all know how Carnavali is. That guy, uh, negotiating is a big headache. And you got Del Hentis on the other side. So you can only imagine. Yeah. Um, like what's two going bulls on there. Are, yeah. Two bulls going at it. Exactly. So. As you would imagine, it's going to take some time for that to actually come to fruition. Um, then Juventus recently inserted themselves into it like they always do. Kind of like the Bremer deal. And we know Carnaval. I think there Juventus. were more, I think it was more just, uh, just more like just, I guess, I guess testing the watch, you could say, like, uh, for Raspadori because yesterday they said they had a meeting with him. And then later on in the evening, uh, like De Marzio tweeted out that uh, pardon me, Juve were uh, they have their plan and they want to get like Kostic, Marata and Paredes and nothing about the Raspadori. So I wonder if this could be maybe a marketing strategy like a lot of teams do. I know we need to move on quick because Raspadori is a perfect replacement for Mertens. Um, going back to your point and about uh, Kappa and Kim, I feel like Kim, he won't be I personally don't think he's going to ever reach that Koulibaly level, but I think he might get close because there's a lot of potential in him. And he's a, he's 25 years old, and it seems like every year he gets better and better. And it's going to be, um, again, I'm going to go back to the point I made about uh, Charles. Um, I'm not going to judge him quite yet his first year because, again, he's coming to a new country, he's learning a new language, and he's trying to communicate with Ramani, which defenders to form a defensive partnership it takes a, maybe a year or so to form that solidify that center back partnership and I just think I like the way Napoli are approaching the, the Mercato especially losing players early on um, if we can land Kepa I do believe that's an upgrade over Malet. Uh and I know Chelsea fans may say oh but he stinks blah 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 like he makes a lot of mistakes I just think he needs to change the scenery uh, he it's not like again, people want to say, "Oh, he stinks because he's worth eighty million. That's the release cost that Chelsea paid for him. If and Chelsea, we all know they panicked by uh, Kepa, and I feel like if he was worth maybe twenty, twenty-five million, okay, pe- like people would, you could suck that up, uh, especially if you're like a Chelsea fan, you can live with that because of just the price tag. It's not that much, but it, since he was eighty million, which nowadays goalies. Nine. Most goalies won't go for more than 50, 60 million. That's way too much for a goalie. And they were stuck with him. He he didn't do too well. Um, he did okay under Sari, like not the worst, but not the best. Then um, Lampard took over and it just was a disaster, but Chelsea were a disaster that year. And under Tuchel, he did okay, actually. Like he, uh, there was a few times last season he was called upon because of Mendy missing games due to the AFCON and he did okay like he played okay so and he showed his potential there's a lot of potential in him still he's 27 years old which is again it's not the oldest for a keeper it's actually pre- it's in the prime of their careers and I feel like if he can make a move to Napoli who we need a goalie that can play with his feet Kepa can play with his feet he can make big saves and he's a good penalty shot uh, he's got a good record saving penalty shots and I feel like if he can come into Napoli First of all, he'll love the city. He'll we, we will treat him like gold. We, that's what we do with players that come in. Um, and I feel like he 
could find his form again. He can become like a keeper that we can rely on. Uh, hopefully, we have a buy option in this uh, this loan deal. Hope if this loan deal could get done soon, because uh, as it looks, I think the Premier League season starts in a few days, and I believe he will be in the squad. So we just gotta see now with um, what happens. But I, I do believe this deal could be done soon. Hopefully, but I feel like it could be a big upgrade on uh, Maret and. We just might need a, like a backup goalie, depending on what happens with Manet. Uh, but Kim, I feel like he he will be good. I think he, I, I like. I've seen some good things from him in the two games he's played. He's got great passing ability. He's just a smart defender. He knows where to be in positions. Uh, he can win a lot of aerial duels because of his height. And he can jump. And another player I'm excited for too, um, Kaveshka. Uh, he's been playing really good this preseason. I know it's preseason, but um, he's been playing good. Uh, he's showing his potential. He's a great dribbler. He's Hopefully, he could cause a lot of Serie A defenders trouble this year. Um, Ostegaard, I got hopes for. Oliveira, I got hopes for. But the main thing now for me is just to close the deal for Raspadori, Simeone, God willing, we close the deal for that, and Kepa, because if we can get those guys, um, I feel like our Mercato, I would give our Mercato maybe an eight. Uh, even though we lost a lot of key guys, the guys that we brought in could be potential replacements for them down the line, maybe in the next year and a half, two years or so. So hopefully we can close those deals and um, we just build a team that can help us win in the next maybe two to three years. Yeah, no, Napoli's starting to fill out the roster now, the guys they uh, lost. Um, it, you know, it's all going to be tough to replace Kouibaly and Signe. And Mertens, a shout out to him. He had a nice video uh, yesterday, like saying bye to Napoli fans. Um, and yeah, it, it'll be tough. Um, you know what this kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of when Roma had Monchi, uh, I think 2017-18. And uh, you just signed a bunch of uh, players that not big names and not small names, just like these like decent guys who maybe could become something in the future. Uh, obviously, they didn't pan out, so it's always one of those markets where um, you do get business done, but you don't know how good the business is until maybe a year or two after. They don't really know um, how the market's going to end up being for you. Um, they're getting names. We'll see if they're quality or not um, as time goes on. Hopefully, for not please take they are. Um, and yeah, for for us, but for all of you listening, I know Dan. Like I, I I've been saying for the last like six months, I think he's going to Napoli. Like even seven months, like, I, something's been telling me I think he's going to Napoli. Um, I, I hope he does because. As a fan of the Azuri and it's the national team, if he goes to Juve, he's not playing. He's gonna be on the bench. And yeah. Bernadeschi. And um, he'll play on Napoli, like regardless. Definitely. Of, I hope play for sure. Even if we can, like, even like, there will be times where it's a good problem to have for us because Juve, they they're not the type of team that they can't play. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they got good players, but they're not gonna adjust to our four-two-three-one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they get like. Rasper because of just the way Allegri is. At least Napoli, they have that option to adjust to the four-two-three-one, where we can slot in a Raspadori behind Osimhen, or we can even play Raspa as like a striker, or play him on the left, play like, and then move Kraveshka to the right. Like we got yeah, options yeah. with him. I feel like he'll play more on Napoli because of the role Mertens played, and I feel like he, for me, I like, and we said it too. I said it too. He reminds me of Mertens, just the way yeah. he's built, the way he has great IQ for the game, the way he can change the game. Um, so I'm praying that 
Fosolo accept the bid because what we're offering it's close to what they want. And I feel like if they can just say, you know what, we'll go, we'll meet you halfway, we'll go 35 million, then that's the offer we ought, we put on the table. I believe it was 31 plus maybe three and a half to four million bonuses, which equals 35. Or if they want, take a player from us. Here, give you Unas. There you go. 31 <laughs> plus Unas. There you go. Give us Raspadori. I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, I think um, I always said I think he's has one of the highest IQs in the league. I think he's a very intelligent player. Um, I don't think he's physically gifted, but that doesn't really matter because he's so smart. He knows what to do and when to do it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think he'd get more playing time in Napoli. Um, and also just like let's just be honest, like you would do have more quality. So for someone like Raspadori, it'll be really tough to crack into the lineup there. And I think he's also very like hard headed. Um, once he finds out who his starters are after the first couple of games, it's going to stay like that all year unless someone gets hurt. Yeah. Know, like, and the way, like, they're talking, like, the way, like, the players I'm looking at that, like, I see that they want. But that's okay, I guess, because for a backup striker to Vlaovic, maybe can play that occasional times. He's used to a likely system. Kostic is more of, he can defend, he likes to track back and defend and cross a lot of Balls into the box, close Very good passer. But also, yeah, he's a good passer. Paredes is more defensively. Like, he's more yeah. like a defensive, stay on top of the box, win a lot of fouls uh, type of player. Raspadori is more attacking me. So, for me, him going to Juve doesn't make sense based off those three players I just named because of just their defensive ability. Raspadori is not, not going to track back and play center back half the time where you see that a lot with Juve players. And I just don't think... I know maybe if he goes, maybe, okay, the money, whatever. And Saul Solo, again, once again, uh, kissing up to uh, Juve. Juve Juve B, they call them for a reason. But I just feel like I'm not... And I'm not trying to even be biased because I'm a Napoli fan. I'm just looking at the way both both teams play. I feel like Napoli's style fits more what Raspadori is. And just like it, it, it's like it's falling into pieces. We lost Mertens. Why not go for a player has similar qualities? Who's got? Uh, I'm gonna say similar size to Mertens as well. They, he reminds me of like a younger Mertens. And when we brought Mertens in, he was around the same age. I believe he was 23, 24 when we brought him in. So I feel like uh, this could be a perfect signing for us if we do close the deal. And I'm hoping we do for a lot of these deals. I'm hoping we close them because these are deals that can really change the way some even some people look at us because of just the upgrades we are making and what we've done after losing uh, a few key pieces. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for Napoli to maybe be a favorite for top four, I think they're still in the conversation big time. I'm not as close to being out of it. But I think to be a lock, like I think going into last year, you were kind of a lock for a top four, in my opinion. I thought for sure you guys would get it. Now, obviously, you got some more guys that, you know, need some time to get used to the league. Um, we haven't really seen before on, like, a high, high level for a long time. So they're not, like, proven players yet. But they can be. So it's always a high ceiling and kind of a low floor on those kind of deals. And, yeah, that's by someone you know knows the league. Um, we know he's smart. We know he can adapt to different positions. Um, I think 35 million would be a lot of money. I think Sassuolo do a very good job of overselling their players. Like, for example, Scamacca, yeah. which we'll get into next. How much was Scamacca? 40 million, I think. I think close to 35 as well. 35, 40 yeah, million. It's like, 
even that, I think that's way too much for Skamaka, who did not have a very good second half of the season. Um, it just they're very good oversign players like Davide Fratesi, Roma Lanzo, of course, but they want 30 to 35 million for him. That is, uh, and they started off at 40. To be honest, the asking price was 40. Yeah, then 35. Yeah, like that's that's and they're both. I think they're both the same age. I think they're all three the same age actually. Twenty three, twenty two, twenty two. Yeah, like. And the the thing is, I know for a fact, if Juve offer twenty eight, the deal is getting done. They offer twenty eight, but they do the payments in the lot, like in the next like five to ten years. Yeah, they'll accept it regardless. We'll give you two point eight million a year. They'll they'll accept it. Yeah, it's a joke. Uh, Sassuolo and Juve, like. The negotiations for Fratesi at Carnavali, it's, they've been horrendous to just, you know, watch over the, you know, over the last couple of months. And Skamaka, going for that much money is just, I couldn't believe it. That's a, like, I love Skamaka, you know, he's Roman, like, I'm, I'm very high on Skamaka, but that is a lot of money for someone who's not proven anything yet. Um, and Asp, I think he's a great player. For me, Raspadori is 25 million max. Um, but yeah. in today's market, and the way you know Carnavali is, you're not going to get nobody with 25 million. No, like team. it's, it's funny too because Napoli's original offer was 25 million, and they said give us 35. So then we met them halfway at 31, and now they want 40. But I yeah. feel like, I feel like I, I'm hoping this deal can get done by, I want to say by Tuesday. I want this. I want, I'm hoping. Yeah, man. it'll be it'll be drawn out for sure with AVL and Carnavali. Um, I think I they're think supposed to have a meeting Monday, so or Sunday or Monday, I believe. That's what yeah, I've heard. If he really does end up going to Juve, his career is over. Like I don't see him bouncing back from that. Uh, Bernadeschi is someone I even rated very highly back at Fiorentina. I thought he was yep. incredible, and he like, completely just fell off at Juve. And it doesn't mean he's a bad player; it just means he didn't get an opportunity and then play a lot. And you see that hurts your too. Yeah, yeah, it kills his confidence. And you see where TFC, he hasn't played 90 minutes in so long that the 35th minute last game I saw for Toronto, and he was huffing and puffing, holding his knees because he's not used to playing a full match. And if Badoli can see that happening to him, and it's going to ruin the national team. So um, I really hope it didn't go to Juve. If I, mean, I honestly had to bet on where he's going to end up, I, I probably would say Juve. I just have a horrible feeling with Carnavali. I know how he is. Yeah. And it'll be very tough for Napoli to get that man to – not only reject Juve, but just get a fair offer. Because that's all. Uh, if I was any big team, I would have to do any business with those guys. Let them keep their players, let their value go down over the years. That's all. It's a terrible team to do business with. But I don't want to keep getting into them now because we'll yeah. be here all day. But okay, moving on now, anyways. Positive thing before we move on quickly. Yeah. We do have an agreement with Raspadori. So he does, he is interested in joining us. So that's a good Definitely. thing. Yeah, hopefully he goes to Napoli, but I just have a bad feeling. But now Skamaka, another Sassuolo, former Sassuolo player, going to West Ham. And I actually love this deal. I'm a very big fan of him going to West Ham, actually. Um, I think the Prem will help him um, kind of find a new gear in himself, if you know what I mean. I mean, said yeah. he has much more slow pace on us, but Dori likes, you know, the hold up the play and all that. But what he's really good at is, you know, face to goal, taking a shot off. And instead, yeah, it's very difficult because the center back stay very tight on you. In the Prem, he will have some space to get his shots off. And we all know how hard that shot is from Skamaka. When he lets it rip, he can really uh, put a hole through the net. So I think the Prem is actually perfect for him to uh, complement the way he plays. 
And um, I'm really happy to go to Paris, uh, Saint Germain, because they're they would have ruined yeah, just like a Cosby. He would have been on the bench. So I'm not sure if it was the club that couldn't find the agreement, that's well on PSG or the agent. But if his agent's the one that told him, hey, it's come on, let's go, uh, let's go to West Ham, maybe make a little bit less money, but um, you'll get way more opportunity, and then you'll be a, a really big piece of the national team if you can do well there. We need a striker, and if he can blow up in the Prem, then Italy's in a good place here. So, yeah, I think it's a fantastic move. Um, the price, I, I, I already said what I feel about that. I think it's too much. But also, the Prem gets so much money, $35 million is like $20 million for an Italian team. So, um, I guess it's a good price for them. If I said, yeah, team would have paid $35 million. It's a big ripoff. But I guess in the Prem, you know, their TV deal and the rights, they get all that money yeah. coming in. Um, $35 million isn't a crazy amount. So, I guess it is a good deal for both sides. And um, I wish him luck, and hopefully he can, you know, find some room and say, hey, Mancini, I'm the starting striker for Italy, not these guys. I need Mobile to score as a, you know, three goals a game against uh, Cremonese and then the a penalty here and there, and then the top eight does nothing. Or, uh, you know, Balotelli, that guy. I don't know what team he's on anymore. He's on uh, the Turkish team. He scored twice against us, two penalties. <laughs> two penalties. And a Balotelli special. He said, he yeah, said, they, they asked him, they even asked him, sir, like, just to go off the ass. Would you, uh, would you consider Jory Napoli? He goes, why not? Like, and he, and he, that's what he said. Like, he always wanted Jory Napoli, but we never wanted him. Yeah, I could see why. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the Laurentiis comments. Yeah. But like, we're not going to start a whole segment here, but I'm sure if you guys want to know, Danny's tweeted about it. I think I've tweeted a couple things about it. You can go read that on Twitter. But, yeah, um, hopefully he can single himself out and become a big piece of the national team. That's, like, I think is the whole goal for him personally. And for, you know, Italian fans, I think we can really hope he can make himself the star in the frame and uh, help the national team out. So what do you think, Dan? Yeah, no, um, I think it's a good move for him. Um, honestly, I, like I rather him join a Premier League team than say PSG. But for me, I rather all the Italians not join PSG because that's they just ruin players. Uh, they just I think they spend like close to one hundred like twenty million just on a few Portuguese players that are gonna most likely be on the bench. But uh, no, I really like the move for Rashford uh, for Scamacca to join West Ham. Um, I feel like West Ham is the, like a good club for him because he's not going to a club where there's a lot of pressure. And West Ham are they got a lo- they got a few good pieces around them um, who can become great players. Uh, they got Declan Rice, who I think is a good player. They got um, the Algerian guy Bra- Brahama or something. I can't remember his name, but he's a decent player. Uh, Bowen seems to be a good player. They got Antonio, who's could be a good one too. Uh, with Skamaka, but I feel like he this. I feel like he could be a good striker in the Premier League. Um, I remember one person. I think it was Matteo Bernetti saying that West Ham fans, if you want to like see the real Skamaka, go look at his long shots. The one he scored, I believe, against AC Milan. I think it was. He scored yeah. a beautiful goal against AC Milan. Um, scored a heck of a ball against Napoli. That's for sure. But. And he said that he's a more complete version of Graziano Pele, which Pele he was okay in the Premier League. And I feel like Scamacca might be a better, like a better version of him. Um, do I think he's going to be a top goal scorer in the Premier League? No, but no. I do believe he can bag in maybe seventeen to twenty goals a season. That's how good this guy is. Um, 
And if he's scoring goals left, right, center, and Serie I think he was – I believe he scored, what, maybe 14, 15 goals this year? Or maybe yeah, a little more? Somewhere between, like, I think 12 to 15 or 16. Somewhere yeah. between them. I yeah, feel right. like he can – I feel like it will open up more for him, especially against these smaller teams uh, in the – not smaller teams because a small team in the Prem is, like, a mid-tier team in Serie A, but – Against the, like the likes of maybe Nottingham Forest, maybe the likes of say um, who got promoted, Fulham or something. Like I feel like he he can become a good score goal scorer, and he gets the chance he gets a chance to play in Europa League. Which again, as a an Italian fan, you always want your starting eleven to be playing in a European competition. And I feel like with West Ham, um, they got a good team. They got some good players here and there. Um, Throughout the squad, uh, they got a good coach in David Moyes. I feel like he will do well. And Western fans, I, if I'm you, I would be excited for uh, Skamaka because this guy, when he starts scoring, he can't stop. He's he's a good, he's a really good striker, and he's good with his hold-up play too. He's big. He can win headers. But for him, his bread and butter is just finishing anything inside the six or inside the box, I should say. Uh, and I feel like he w- will be like. He will be a good striker in the Premier League, and I'm hoping by the time Euro qualifiers start that uh, he's our starting striker for the Azul. Yeah, no, I think me and Dan uh, both have the same goals, I guess, as Kamaka. You know, score a lot of goals and, uh, you know, make your name for the national team. Prove that you're the guy, and uh, I think he has an opportunity to because, like I said, the Prem, um, there's a lot of opportunities for a shot faced up, and I think that's where we see the best Kamaka when he's facing the goal. Straight on it, like those long shots ripped. So, yeah, uh, good luck to Skamaka. And, uh, yeah, the final topic we have here is the, 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 the genie. Why now, them? Yeah, okay. So, now it's coming to Roma. Um, I'm not a big fan of any Dutch player, as you know, for anyone that's been listening to the pod for a while now. Um, the whole Zaniolo situation got injured twice by someone that's Dutch. So, I just have a, an ick towards them, and I just feel like uh, something might happen in training, who knows, but um, I'll be completely unbiased. Call my bias aside. Um, I think it's a great signing. Uh, it's a low-risk move from Roma. Uh, Eight million, and it's not an obligation, it's an option. It becomes an ob- obligation if we get Champions League, and he plays 50% of his games, which uh, I think that's fair. If, you know, if he plays 50% of games, again, Champions League, he must have been good, so eight million won't be you know, an annoying fee to pay. Um, he's still 31, I believe, which is a uh, still a very good age. Um, we need some more experience in the team, so I'm happy about that. He won the Champions League not too long ago. Um, you know, he's been around top players like Mohamed Salah, Messi, Neymar, you know, Di Maria, all these guys, Mbappe. And uh, he's seen it all. He's done it all. Um, one thing that's very important is he does not get injured often, which is a uh, I talked to some guys like my friend Matthew, who was a Liverpool fan, and you know some other people on Twitter, and they all told me the same thing. That he's always available. He works hard. He can score. He can. He wins the ball back. It's very hard to take the ball off, which is something we need. I think our midfields lack someone who, when they have the ball and they're being pressed, they don't give it up right away. No, they hang on for to the ball for the extra two or three seconds, maybe beat their man, and move the ball forward, not just get panicked and uh, pass it back all the time. So I think uh, when Alvin. It's going to be a huge piece for the team going forward. Mourinho wanted him and he got him, and uh, he's been getting the players he wants. So we're starting to look like 
a quality side, which I haven't been able to say on this podcast before. We have a lot of top quality players. Now, the question is, how's the lineup going to look? I actually don't know because there's a chance Daniolo gets moved to the bench. To the bench. Um, I don't know if Matic is going to start or not because he's like a proper CDM. A defensive mid. I'm not sure if Wijnaldum can play defensive mid and be like that anchor. I'm not really sure. I've been told he can play a couple of roles by some you know fans that have seen him for their club. Um, so yeah, we'll see. It's a great you know low risk, high reward kind of signing. Someone that's proven and uh, stays healthy. So I think it's a good move for Roma. Um, now you know the team's looking good uh, at the top. You know they got Tam Abraham. Uh, Zaniolo, Dybala, Pellegrini, uh, Spinazzola, who is finally healthy. Um, then we got Celic, who a lot of top teams wanted a couple of years ago. Uh, Lille hung on to him. One year left his contract. Roma got him for 7 mil. Probably would have cost us 25 to 30 mil if uh, it wasn't for that. It's another big move. Zaleski, who I think our biggest problem is, I don't know who's starting on the left, because... Uh, we all know how Spina is. I know, like, Dan, he's on for the Euros. Like, everyone's probably can do. But I don't know how you bench Zaleski the way he's playing. Like, at the end of the season yeah. last year, he's single-handedly. I don't think without Zaleski, we win the conference. Like, no chance. And um, I got he a came solution nobody. for you guys. <laughs> Sell him to you. you. Give, <laughs> give, give us Zaleski, we'll give you Patania. You guys can have a backup oh. striker. I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Anyone want him? <laughs> He's a good, he scored yesterday, so he, I think he won a penalty. No, he scored yesterday. He looked okay, so 12-0. <laughs> Backup strike. I don't know, Ben. You might have to sell all the same and start for Tanya. I don't know. Knowing, our, <laughs> knowing, knowing us, you probably will. <laughs> you never know. Maybe I'll, you, that guy wouldn't shock me. anything he does. Um, yeah, man, this could be a hot be. take. <laughs> this could be a hot take, but honestly, if you had to tell me to make one player on the whole Roma roster untouchable, like one guy, the last guy you'd sell, I would say Zaleski, honestly. Ooh. I don't think I'd sell, like, honestly, I think he's that good. Um, I love watching him, and he's not even playing in his actual position. I'd love to see when he finally gets to actually play in the attack where he's supposed to be. He's quick, he's intelligent. Um, gets back on defense well, which I didn't think he'd be capable of, but he's been defending pretty well now. And, um, yeah, Zaleski is someone that I rate very highly. That's why, you know, we've seen PSG offer big money for him. I think it was 60 million. Roma didn't even get into negotiations for anything. He's untouchable to Mourinho. Tottenham wanted him. And yeah, I don't think, um, I don't know. I love Spina, but it's going to be very hard to bench Zaleski the way he's playing. I think he's one of our better players. I honestly think he's top three or top four on our team right now. And, um, yeah, I think, um, with all the defenders worrying about the likes of Tammy, Dybala, Zaniolo, Pellegrini, Wijnaldum, all these top guys, they're going to, you know, they're going to take some attention off of Zaleski and give him a lot of room to run. And I'm looking forward to seeing that this year. So. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting a big year from Zaleski, and I know he's going to deliver it. So, yeah, the team's looking good. I I wouldn't be able to tell you how the lineup's going to look, which I think is a very good thing. Um, it's never a good thing when you know the starting lineup because that means your bench depth is not that quality if you know exactly who's going to be starting every game. And I think it's the first time in like 20 years or my whole life basically of watching Roma that I can say I don't know who's going to start. Um, that's how much quality we have. And we finally have some players to consider class. Some are world class. I'd say maybe Dybala is definitely world class when healthy. 
an Eldon's class, Tammy Candy class. And we just got a lot of good players. Fred Grinney, I think, is class. Um, South the national team, saw last season in Europe and Serie A. Um, defense is going to be the area where we need to upgrade. Um, both wing backs, I'm fine. Like, I think our depth there is incredible. I think we have the best depth on the wings after Inter for wing backs. Um, we want Bayi, I saw. Not too sure how real that is, or I know there's interest, but I don't know how far the negotiations are. I haven't said anything about that from top reporters. Um, Sinesi, I know we've wanted him for some time now. I know that. That one's been confirmed for a while now that we want him, but um, I don't think we'll end up getting him. That's how Prem team wants him. So we'll see. If Roma can add one more center back alongside Smalling, because Smalling's not being touched. That He's an absolute animal. We saw against Tottenham the other day with Son and Harry Kane. He completely locked them up. And, you know, he locked up Lukaku when he was on Inter, all these top players. Smalling is very hard to beat one-on-one. Um, so, yeah, either Ibanez or Mancini will probably move, be moved to the bench. I actually don't know which one of the two will be. Um, I think Ibanez offers a lot of athleticism. He's quick, but he makes a lot of mistakes. Um, Mancini's not as quick and athletically gifted, but he's very, you know, he's one of those tough, gritty, Annoying, like if I was on Roma fan, I'd hate Mancini. I'd hate playing against him. He's still like a yeah. most kindness, like <laughs> you want to punch him in the face. Like, and I think it's important to have a guy like that on the field, so it'd be tough to take Mancini out. So, if we were to get by, which I don't know how good he is, and people tell me he's good, like my friend Matthew said, Oh, you like him, like, very good for United, just like they get playing time. I don't know all this stuff, he gets injured a lot. We'll see how good he is if he even does start, but I don't know, by. Uh, Smalling, the way he's been playing in the last three years, and uh, Mancini is a decent backline. It's not perfect, of course, but um, I think it's decent enough. And we'll see what happens. You know, the league's in a week. I think our team is more or less, more or less complete, and uh, we'll see what happens. And quick before we go, the Bellotti rumors, I'll just brush over them quick. I know I'm seeing all these reporters uh, say, oh, he agreed with Roma. I'm not too sure if he has. Um, I do believe it because. You know, we can't really get him until Shimurudov leaves, and we're working on his sale right now with uh, Torino or Bologna. So I think once he leaves, Bellotti will come in. You know, the said he has in a week, so I don't think there's any time for any other teams that can really come in. He needs a team ASAP before the year starts, and uh, yeah, I think Bellotti will probably come in, be a bench player, maybe start with Tammy sometimes. I think he offers a lot of flexibility. He's not the most talented player, but we all know Bellotti. He works very hard. He runs back, he presses the defense, and uh, he's always someone you want on your team, especially when, you know, you can get a player in his prime who has over 100 steady goals for a mid-table club, and uh, he's free. So it's a win-win yeah. there. And uh, yeah, I think Velotti would be a huge acquisition for us to have that kind of uh, depth and quality off the bench. And like I said, he can start some games too, so... I think Mourinho has no excuses this, this year. I know last year we had a lot of young players, inexperienced guys, um, all of that. This year we have a lot of high-quality players, and um, it's all on him now. You can't blame the team for not buying players. You can't blame no one. It's all on him now. Mourinho's going to have pressure on him now to get Champions League. And we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, Dan, anything else you want to add before we go? No, you covered it perfectly. Um, I think Ronaldo brings... Uh, I, I think he boosts the Roma midfield. Um, I'm not really Matic. Yeah, he's good, but he hasn't really played like he hasn't been the same uh, the last few years. But uh, getting Ronaldo, uh, I think it's a big sign for you guys. Um, 
I think he brings a lot of boost to the midfield. Um, he complements a rotation with Pellegrini, uh, with Matic as well. So that's a boost. You guys still have uh, Zaniolo, knock on wood, as of right now. A healthy deep ball that you guys are in a good position to finish top four. And all comes down to Mourinho, the ownership. Uh, you guys, I feel like you guys did a really good job uh, this summer, bringing the guys, these guys to help boost the team. And yeah, uh, Belotti too, if he does come in with him and Tammy, that's that's scary one too, because say if Tammy can't play one game, oh, that's, you, you start uh, Belotti, that's okay. Belotti, guy can score a hat-trick any week he wants. It's just, and especially on a team where he's got potentially two or three guys to create for him, um, he could be like a like a little spark. He could get like twelve goals off the bench or something. Like he can, he can put the, put it in the back of the net. And I I do believe he could start for half the teams in Syria. Um, if he does leave, when if he does leave Torino, well, if he doesn't return to Torino, I should say. Um, and you guys getting him on a free transfer as a backup. Hey, that's all of a sudden that's not a bad uh, one two to have with him and uh, Tammy. It's like it's like saying yeah. you get Simeone. Like it for yeah, me, that'll be like knock on wood. Even apparently now, I was just looking quickly uh, while you were talking. There's a rumor maybe we're focusing our attention to Pinamonti too. That's not bad too. Like if you can get guys like Pinamonti, Simeone, Palotti as a backup, all of a sudden like to complement your starter, that's not a bad one-two punch um, as well. But if you guys do get Palotti. All of a sudden, your attack looks a lot scarier with, uh, like, like your strikers and your attack looks a lot scarier, say. Yeah, and I think Belotti, um, he's always been a player that's never had good players around him to create for him. And uh, I think this will be the first opportunity now where he gets to train every week and play with, you know, very creative players around him. And I think it's going to benefit him greatly. He works hard. And, uh, look, if he doesn't do well... He was free, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, if he does like well, like a, then it's a big, like it's a big boost. So I, I think it's a win-win. You can't really complain. It's funny too. I know, like this could sound like cliche, but say he does well, and say he goes, you know what? I want to start for another team. You guys make a profit off of him, anyways, yeah. regardless of how much you sell him. You guys make what? Potentially a twenty-five, maybe twenty-five million, twenty million for him. Yeah, and definitely. You guys can make a profit. Well, yeah. And this guy, at one point, he had a, what was it, 50 mil release clause, or 100 mil, like something that was crazy. Yeah, 100, 100 mil release clause inside of Italy. But teams were offering them 30, 35 million, 40 million, but he wanted to stay at Torino. Yeah, and it's someone that, you know, he's loyal, you know, he respected his contract with Torino. He never asked for a transfer. He waited until his contract went up, you know, he signed it, and he played all the years on the deal. You got to respect yeah. someone like that. And he, and he scored he's 26 good, goals, too, in a year, so. He's a good goal scorer for, in Serie A. Okay, obviously, it's different, but we're talking about Serie A now. Like, he's a proven goal scorer in Serie A. And, yeah, and he hustles, too. Like, he doesn't. It's oh, not like big he's time, just, uh, big time. Yeah, it's not like he's just, <laughs> like, a, a guy that just scores. This guy hustles. Like, he wins a lot of fouls for, especially a guy, like, his size, uh, he tracks back a lot too. Like there's times where he's playing CDM. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, there's a lot of clips that you can find on YouTube of him just like running back for no reason, like a maniac. 
when, you know, no other player really should or even would think of running back. And he just gets the ball back that like, players in the team are like, wait, what, why the hell did Bill Lothi just chase, chase me 40 yards to get this ball yeah. back? Yeah. I'm not even in a dangerous area, but whatever. I guess he went hey, back. That, like, was that uh... – Ibanez or was that uh, Belotti that was chasing me? Like, uh, uh, I get that. And it's going to help someone like Tammy because that man played way too many minutes last year and we didn't have a choice. Like, Shibu was out, whatever, great guy, all that. But, you know, I, you can't see me right now, but, like, I'm putting my hands up all the way at the top in the air. And then you're taking Shibu off, he comes in and drops the quality all the way down. At least Belotti, the quality is going to drop, but not, not the that point much. where you're not going to score any goals the rest of the game. Like, when Shumurov came in and said, okay, that's game. Park, um, park the bus. Like, nah, Belotti, now he's like, also, he comes so in, long, oh, you can't you sleep have to, like, on him. Imagine him and Tommy on the field at the same time, say. And like, I'm sure you got to worry for both of them, yeah. And if, if this game, game gets done, this is, we all yeah, know, if, if it gets done. You know, we all know the Mercato, and especially with these Italian Change reporters, they, they change their like they change their news, like uh, we change clothes. Exactly. So we'll see what happens with the Belote thing. I'm not going to lie. It would have been nice to have him in Toronto, but I still think, you know, he's still got no, a lot to give in the city. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's uh, time for him eh, to go never yet. know. Could, you could eh. say, I want to play two, three more years of Serie A, see what happens, and then, and then go after if it. Yeah. Say if Insigne and Bernadeschi are still here, go join the, my boys in Toronto. Yeah, I think one one year could happen, but I think right now for him, um, he's always been a respectable guy that I don't think Bill is ever yeah. cared about money. Clearly, if he cared about money, he would have left Torino a long time ago. I think he just loves playing Calcio and uh, that shows. Never took big money and he, he ran out his contract. He played his entire contract Torino, which is very hard to do for a team like Torino. They are, I can only imagine the stress you have playing of Iago Falke and guys like that behind you. So, um, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, we'll wrap up the pod there. Um, no massive transfers that happened, but, um, you know, pretty good ones that are fun to talk about and, you know, could change the teams that we talked about. So, yeah, um, we'll be back next week for our Serie A prediction, you know, the table, um, all that stuff. It's always the best one of the year. The one that takes the longest to prepare for. So, um, yeah, we'll be thinking about that one, top four, all that stuff. So it'll be fun. Um, most likely the end of the week, just so we have more time to prepare it and decide who we're going to put where. But yeah, if you enjoyed the episode, um, feel free to you know drop a follow on social media at SixAdCulture on both Instagram and Twitter. And like I said, I'll be back next week. Ciao. Ciao, guys.